Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen at kristenwombeck.com, and you are listening to Intentional Now Podcast. More people than ever are asking the question, how do we find ourselves on the resurrected side of Jesus? In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the torn veil, ascending into heaven, and how does our sonship fix the heart of creation? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guests in a workshop discussion that proclaims, we are not nailed to the cross or dead in the grave, but fully alive and resurrected in him. Let's do this. Good morning, good morning. I know you say good morning, Kristen. Yes, it is a Friday morning. Welcome, welcome. You know, the view from my office window is filled with the leaves changing their color. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's still a canopy of green, but my dogwood tree, which is right there, is turning a wonderful golden blush color. I love the change of seasons. What about you? Is it changing in your neck of the woods? (laughs) Oh, I think so. I think so. Well, today's takeaways just a little thing that I pinned the wall. There's a practical entrepreneurial story and your brain. It remembers the past. It builds connections and creates new ideas for the future. Water into wine. And this is Discovery Series number 27. So with today's episode comes a very practical life application story and a tremendous amount of questions. Are you ready? Good, 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 good. So my desire in telling you a story is that you're able to apply its wisdoms into your own life. You know, the aha moment, it is contagious. Just like a testimony, when you speak about the glory of God, It's as if you opened the door and the same glory cascades and fills the room. Together, we believe. It doesn't matter whether you're driving in the car and listening. The glory of God fills your car. If it's the weekend and maybe you're standing in front of a sink of dishes with your headphones on, the glory of God fills your kitchen. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're taking a walk. The glory of God fills the air to every step you take. Our awareness of the glory of God is closer than the awareness of our next breath. Amen. Amen. So I have a bit of an extended story here. If you've been listening for a while, you are familiar with my collection of spiritual word pictures. When I'm talking about the intersection of grace, or we have walked from the corner or the door of trust across the street to the corner of believe, and we have been engaging the tree of life. So I left you a link 
to Drawing Heaven if you want to take a quick peek for a visual view. And that link will take you to drawings. I think there's five of them right now. And it highlights all the episodes where I talk about this spiritual place in heaven that's alive. And we're talking and unpacking it and outworking it. If this is the first time you have listened to the show, I welcome you. I welcome our international listeners. Something you may not know about me. Maybe you don't know this about me. I am an ordained minister. So if you pick up a copy of the unfinished book, it will highlight my journey beyond the veil. It highlights the struggles and the trials of you know, of that title, ordained minister, and the heartfelt journey realizing God is the holder of all things ordained. Titles, well, they're just for man. So I hung that credential on the back wall of my closet here in my office, so I'll never forget. But the unfinished book, oh, it's a really good read. (laughs) Pick up a copy anywhere you go online. So I am also, more information about me, I'm also a coach, which I think is kind of a modern day term for pastor. Wouldn't you agree? So I love helping people to experience the aha moment of God. Oh, yes, there is nothing better than that aha moment when the lights turns on and you feel his glory just vibrate through your every being. So I take that same heartbeat, that aha moment to my business ventures as an entrepreneur. I do not see a dividing line between the natural or the spiritual. Mm -mm. Everything is spiritual and Jesus is my business partner. So I have always been possessed with moving resources from heaven to earth. And you might ask me, well, how did that happen? Well, way back when, when my spiritual eyes were being developed and I, oh, how would I put it? Let's talk it about this way. When you encounter the storehouses of heaven, you can't help asking the question, how does my I am-ness get that here? Because really, what good is a body part on the shelf in the storehouses of heaven when it needs to be installed into a friend of mine's body, right? What good's it there? And what good is rain held in the cloud of heaven when there's droughts that are calling to it from the earth? I know that you also have these questions, and I'm so thankful We are continually unpacking and applying the mysteries of our sonship. Amen? And to be honest, yes, front and center to my personal life, moving resources as the sole provider of my home has been greatly increased since my husband was involuntarily retired due to COVID. Yeah, I know that many of us were forced to change the way our living came forth, and we haven't yet recovered, right? So what might be perceived as little things, that's kind of where I got today's title. I changed it a few times, and that 
those little things, they're pinned to our hearts and we ask questions. Is one more valuable than the other? No, but it's a valuable resource that he's given you and me to ask questions. And sometimes for me, the answers are more of a word picture puzzle. Other times he tells me directly. And I have two I want to share with you today. With a resolve that I'm very passionate about. And I give it, I give that resolve the number one tool he has developed in my life. Number one tool. If you and I were sitting in the room together, which we are, (laughs) it's the number one tool that would be on the table and we would talk about it. You'd ask me any question. I'd ask you a question and that tool would be utilized. Okay. So back to my story. As I do on a daily basis, I ask my business partner, Jesus, what is priority for the day? Yes, I have goals, I have vision boards, I have everything worked out, but I always ask him, what is priority for the day? Because he knows my heart. He knows the things that I'm concerned about, the things that I constantly cast into him so that he can carry him. And so what can I do? The priority for that day was what can I do to promote and sell the resources I've created? Yes, creative. I highlight that word because you and I, we are our father's kids, right? And what do God's children do? They create. Creating is a natural part of who we are. Writing a book it's creating. Building a house is creating. Making dinner is creating. Planting a garden, it's creating. Solving problems is creating. Changing the weather is creating. Healing is recreating back to its original design. The list is totally endless. The possibilities are endless, but let's talk just about the little things he hangs on the wall of curiosity. What God gave me as a tool to know him has become a resource to share. I create planners and templates to be facilitated with Evernote. It's a note-taking application, and its purpose is to be an extension of your brain. So when Stephen Pachikov, the founder, began working on that idea that eventually became Evernote. He recognized three things about the human brain and what it does. It remembers the past, it builds connections, and it creates new ideas for the future. Well, now, before you think that this is only a sale pitch, well, which it is, with respect, it is. I want to ask you some questions and form that. If you are really good at something, everybody's really good at more than one thing. Eventually, people come to you because they consider you an expert in that area. You've mastered a skill, correct? Mm -hmm. So my journey with God, I wasn't an expert at hearing from God. 
not at all. There was my biggest question. God, I need to hear your voice. And I wasn't an expert at inner healing or deliverance, transformation, uh-uh. but I became an expert. I have a noticeable mastery, which caused people to seek me out to help solve their problems. Maybe you play an instrument or paint or write or build software. We all start as a novice. We have the opportunity to grow into a student. And if we excel as a student, many times we become a teacher. God, he's always leading us into all truth, right? And there's those subject matters where these things that you do, they just are part of your being, right? This just totally part of who you are and you love them. You love them and you're connected to them. So last week I asked my business partner, what could I do to increase my organic sales? He said, Kristen, those YouTube videos that you create to help people with Evernote, put a coupon link for your products at the bottom of the episode definition. Huh, okay, that's easy enough to do, isn't it? So I quickly made the coupon. I made a pop-up and a link. My dog is snoring tremendously. (laughs) I keep, I have this little piece of paper to kind of like whack her a little bit and say, hey, Dash, I know this is a real podcast, right? This is my office. My little King Charles dog, Dash, sits right here at my feet in her little bed basket. And she is just snoring up (laughs) a storm. And I go, okay, on the snoring. That's a little bit hard to edit out. Are you laughing yet? (laughs) This is just real life, right? Okay, so back to my story. He said, Kristen, the YouTube videos that you create to help people with Evernote, put a coupon link for your products at the bottom of the episode definition. Okay, easy enough. So I did. I made or create again a pop-up with a link that you sign up with your email and receive your coupon. So this is the little thing. Within 24 hours, I had my first YouTube linked sale. Oh my goodness. Yay. That's exactly, that's right up my alleys. Like, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. And amen. So Proverbs 13, 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Ding, ding, ding. We have been sharing about the tree of life. It is so practical to me. So I rejoiced over that $3.91. Yes. I mean, I could see the whole path, the entire path from heaven to earth. And then, so here you have my new customer and she followed the path with a coupon in hand. And then she traded for my template journal soft pink paris which is my most glorious template build totally to indulge you know your just for me time when you just need to have that just for me time it totally brings tears to my eyes as we're talking about it purely 
organic and created from heaven to earth, right? So it's this entrepreneurial spirit is totally rising to the top. So hot off the encounter roll this morning, as usual, <laughs> I was speaking with my business partner, partner sitting at the base of the tree of life. Yes. All, all these places, it's, 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 it's who we are. It's what we do, right? So let me back this up just a little bit. Because I want to put a little bit of a, a pressure question on the table, right? So this spiritual stuff, this bilocation and ascending stuff. And yes, I feel my soapbox coming out from under my desk. The preacher in me coming to the surface. Jesus in you and me. Our oneness is spiritual. Can you or I put our finger on it? Can we see it? Oh, it's over here. No, it's over here. No, it lives inside of us. It is the relationship inside of us. It is the evidence of the story that now is recorded on the earth. My voice is in the pages of my journal. It's on the pages of my sales roll of my Etsy store. It's on the earth. And now I'm voicing it to you. This is exactly how I feel when Adam said that he walked with God in the cool of the day. Ding, 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 in the cool of the day. This is right here. I got a question. Is the flaming sword still blocking the pathway to the tree of life? Hell no. And can we say hell no? Like hell is standing in the way. We have ascended and descended to the dimensions with the keys that Jesus put in our hands. Huh, huh. I'm feeling that one, right? So let me bring it all together here. Months ago, we were engaging the door of trust together. And I saw myself sitting with Jesus at what I discovered was the pinkest place on the earth you could imagine. And now I've told you that I really like pink because Jesus is talking to me. He's going to talk to each one of us in our likes, the things that make us tick. That's how he talks to us. So this place was very pink, right? Well, I now know that it's a real place. It's called Peggy Portions Cake Bakery. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of places and it's in England and I could draw it. I could talk about it. But if you Google it, the Chelsea store, you can see exactly where I've been sitting in the spirit with him. Over and over again, the testimony of bilocating and meeting Jesus here on the earth. Ah! You know, who thinks this stuff up? That's what people say to me. Kristen, you just couldn't think this stuff up. No. So what links is Jesus organically depositing? into your life. <laughs> I'll say that again. What links is Jesus organically depositing in your life? Well, if I hadn't agreed to be a note-taking and journaling student way over 20 years ago, that means I was writing and remembering his words and his living words. And what do I do with it? 
I create templates to capture life. What is that worth? So Cindy, my brand new customer who purchased Journal Soft Pink Paris, she has no idea my affection for Paris, France. But heaven, nonetheless, is totally loving on her, right? So let me share this with you. Yes, my soapbox is still out. I don't think I'll be putting it away yet. (laughs) Okay, so in John 1.1, right? And you know, I just love the mere translation. We are familiar with this verse spoken, and it sounds like this. This is not from the mere. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that was, has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. We are so familiar with this. I could see your lips moving along with me, right? (laughs) In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word was with God, right? You could say it with me. Now listen to it from the mirror. The beginning mirrors the word face to face with God. Nothing that is witnessed in the word distracts from who God is. If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Now jump over to John 14, 9. The word that was from the beginning was not yet written nor spoken. It was simply face to face with God. The beginning declares the destiny of the word. The image, the likeness would be mirrored. And it then is redeemed in the incarnate human form. So we are the image in the likeness of him. Do you suppose from the beginning that there are things about us that are simply face to face with God? And they need to be written or spoken. I got you thinking. (laughs) I will say that again. The word was from the beginning. The word that was from the beginning was not yet written or spoken. It was simply face to face with God. So we're made in his image and likeness. Do you suppose from the beginning, that's where we're, we're at, we're like him in him, that there are things about you and I that are simply face-to-face with God, and they need to be written and spoken. So I asked Jesus this, because you know I ask him a lot of questions. How did you write or record about you? From the beginning to the end, he is always face-to-face with God. And from the beginning to the end, we're always face-to-face with God, mirrored. No difference, oneness. So I asked him, he's my teacher, my rabbi, um, how did you record or write about you? Well, obviously it started with Moses and ended with John the Revelator. But I asked, I, no, 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 no. I want to know it personally. 
right? I wanted it from his walk on the earth as me, as my example. How did you record or write about yourself? What were your first, what were the first textual words spoken by Jesus? Think about it. What were the very first words that Jesus spoke? And then again, who do you suppose wrote them and remembered them? The first words of Jesus recorded in the Gospels are found in Luke 2.49 and also again in Luke 2.41 and 52. Jesus was just 12 when his family traveled to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. When his family left to go back home, Jesus stayed behind and talked with the rabbis in the temple for three days. <laughs> we all know this story, right? His parents finally discovered that he was not with their caravan and he, they went back to Jerusalem to find him, right? And yes, uh-huh, I've got that there in my notes. Yes, I've always had that question. They hadn't located their 12-year-old son for three days? <laughs> Once a mom, always a mom, right? I'm moving on. <laughs> but I did make you smile. So the first word spoken by Jesus is in his answer to his parents. Now, this is textually. This is written down so that you and I can read, right? He obviously said something before he was 12. <laughs> this is what is said. Why did you seek me? Didn't you know that I must be about my father's business? Another version. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? House or business? Those words are inseparable in the context of the text. It's a question for a question, right? They asked him a question and he answered them with a question, right? <laughs> Jesus, like me, like you and I, we are addicted to questions. Yes. <laughs> questions are, are they're an invitation for more reflection, for more resources. It's like shining a light on the mirror. What does it do? It creates more light, more fractals. Questions encourage us to think and to react, to ponder, to respond or not respond. Questions, they dig up information. They inspire people to, to discover something new. It inspires me to look deeper in the eyes of relationship. Let me ask you this. No, 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 no. Just a minute. I'm going to rephrase it just a bit, okay? I'm going to share the living word picture given to me this week so we can both chew on it, ask questions in the light of questions, right? Because when a revelation grabs you as an aha moment, the frequency turns into energy you can apply. It's a living answer with a life, and it's bulging at the seams to cultivate and transform every cell of our body or every 
question or circumstance. It's living. It's a living answer. A bit of a rabbit trail from last week. Because it continues, they're all linked together. Remember last week, I shared about the wedding of Cana last week. In John 2, Jesus had changed the water to to wine. And he gave us a little snippet, remember, a jiggle mode? And the jiggle mode is what happens to us in that breath-conscious moment when God is perceived closer than the air. Remember our activation two weeks in a row? Uh-huh. We breathed in, we exhaled, and we waited because God is closer than air. And we have the question, I want to know this, I want to feel it, I want to perceive it. So according to the text, In John 2, Jesus never touched the water. And I totally love Mary's tenacity. She spoke there to who he is. And she spoke and the atmosphere and all their relationship between her and Jesus, it was tasted and displayed in glorious wine. So the power of taking notes and remembering your thoughts, they they become living words. And you know what? I know exactly when Jesus touched the water and made it into wine. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I know, I got you thinking and listening. When Jesus was baptized by John. So that baptism of Jesus is recorded in every gospel book. And I'm going to share with you from the mirror in John 1, 29 and 32. The next day, John saw Jesus approaching him and declared, Behold, the Lamb of God. This is the one who would lift the sin of the cosmos like an anchor from the seafloor for mankind to sail free. I'm going to read that again. The next day, John saw Jesus approaching him and declared, Behold the Lamb of God. This is the one who would lift the sin of the cosmos like an anchor from the seafloor for mankind to sail free. Then John made this emphatic statement. I gazed with wonder and saw the Spirit descending out of the heavenlies and resting upon him like a dove, endorsing her abiding anointing on him, thereby uniting heaven and earth in the incarnate Christ. Right there, and right there, and right there is where Water transformed by the touch of Jesus Christ. Creation was poured through his sinlessness, which strained out all impurities. You know, sin is not stuff you do. Sin is being out of sync with your true identity and thus missing out on sonship on that oneness. So that is when the water first was touched by Jesus and made into wine. 
Because remember, the word that was from the beginning was not yet written nor spoken. It was simply face to face with God. (laughs) So my living word picture that he gave me this week for us to chew on and ask questions in the light of questions. The when revelation grabs you is an aha moment. The frequency turns into energy you can apply. I'm all in into the applying. Have you figured that one out yet? <laughs> so these spiritual places that we encounter are filled with life and light to transform our design back to the original template. As Jesus, just like Jesus touched the water with his sinlessness, thus transforming it into wine. He did the same thing for you and I. The same thing. He touched our life with his sinlessness and transformed us back into a beautiful wine. You will giggle at me just a little bit here. I know, me and my pinkness and my pink place, but I learned there. So it's my table of communion with him and also the tree of life. So I have these two places that I stay in in the spirit for a period of time because he's teaching and talking to me there. So my living place are these words It's like a business and a house. They're inseparable. Both of those places are speaking to me simultaneously. Remember, he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I must be in my father's house. So a pink purse, I know pink again, Bear with me, please. (laughs) It was set on the table and it was filled with a currency from the tree of life. Yeah, it was totally filled. This pink purse was filled with leaves and fruit. Well, I'm glad it's filled. (laughs) So then I watched my spirit reach into the purse and grab what appeared to be a dollar bill. And with a stick pin, I stuck it to an invisible wall. There's lots of invisible walls in heaven. So, hmm, okay, now we got another puzzle, don't we, Lord? He knows, he gives me puzzles because I'd like to solve them. So my first question, um, why did my spirit do that? And two things came to mind. Have you ever noticed how a brand new business will frame their first dollar received and hang it on the wall? So, yep, I jumped over to Google online. Okay, this this is my first thought. So those dollar barrels you sometimes see behind the counter of your favorite local business. Before today, I never understood why a business owner would choose to to display such a seemingly insignificant thing. For all his or her customers to see. It's a dollar. Everyone has seen a dollar. Maybe people have one. Or maybe they have many in their pockets. The frame itself, it costs a lot more than the contents. 
But it's not just a dollar. It's a reminder. It's a reminder of the risk and the personal sacrifice that the business owner took on. It's a reminder of the reward that can follow. And I give credit to Jake Malko for writing that out for me. That's exactly what I feel like. And I agree with his words. I feel the same way. Like my little insignificant coupon link. Think about it. This coupon link that traveled from the voice of the Lord, from my spiritual business house place, right? And it traveled all the way and was put into the hand of Cindy. I don't know who Cindy is. I do know her name, Cindy, my new customer. And can you imagine? I love the thought of the pathway. So from the vastness of YouTube searching, the subject matter of Evernote, she had a question. I don't know where she heard my voice. But technically, you know, that wasn't my first daughter, my first dollar of business. But there's so much more. I think about it. Why is this dollar pinned up on the wall? And I want to know. There's more. Why would my spirit, his spirit, or our oneness, my I amness, pin a dollar bill, which is a resource from the tree of life? I know I keep asking questions and adding questions, but I want to know him like this. But the notion just lingers with me. And I'm here today. The notion lingers with me. And there it is. I I wake up in the morning and there it is right there. And I go, Jesus, what is about this? The importance of this dollar bill with this red stick pin. There it is. And obviously, I have taken an extensive amount of time sharing with you the trail of this story. There is a story here. My conclusion is this. Maybe it doesn't apply to you, but maybe it does apply to you. And why is it still there? Let's remind ourselves, the word that was the, from the beginning was not yet written or spoken. It's simply face-to-face with God. This powerful tool I talk about, which has totally transformed my life, my ministry, wrote a book, and became a business. This link, or this dollar bill, is still face-to-face with God. And maybe I need to give it to you.